Hello, and thank you for joining us for How Have You Not Seen, a movie podcast where we fill in the gaps in each other's cinematic knowledge by asking important questions like, you seriously never saw it as Han? Or, whoa, you never caught Marriage Story? Or, how have you not seen the Texas Chainsaw Massacre? We're keeping it. Hello. Yep. And thank you again for joining us for Have You Not Seen. I'm your co-host, Caroline Thompson. I'm um, I'm a skeleton wearing a human suit. Carson oh. Betts. All right. All right. And uh, this is How Have You Not Seen, a movie podcast where each week we pick one of our favorite movies the other hasn't seen. We talk about it. Then we go and watch the movie. And we talk about it some more. It's going to be a really good time. Yeah. Is it? Yes. Corey's, yes. Corey's pumping his arms. Yes, I genuinely think this movie is a very good time. Uh, it's okay. disturbing. It's fucked up. It's insane, but it is a good time. I have a list I of think. 42 horror movies on Letterboxd where I put it's called Spooky Shiz. It's where I put Ooh. all of my horror movies. This is number one. This is number one. Shit. This is number one. Wow. I love that. Oh, fuck. Hell yeah. Well, then it Corey, actually goes hopefully. this Titan raw. So it's been Incredible. a really good three weeks. Okay. Wow. wow. So Carson. Yeah. It's tw- the year of our Lord, 2022. Mm-hmm. It's Halloween. Mm-hmm. How have you not seen the Texas Chainsaw? I'm not even going to answer that. We all know at this point. I why would if anybody knew me and they know my opinions towards horror movies, they would be very surprised if I said I've seen the Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Instead of me responding to that question, I'm going to say that this is the perhaps the first movie we've ever done where I've been like, I think I actively don't want to do this. Like I'm I'm oh. I, I am worried. <laughs> This seems like the kind of movie that will give me nightmares for a week, you know? Well, if you need to take a break, if you need no, to pause I'll be fine. it. It'll be yeah. fine. It'll be cool. You'll be yeah. fine. You'll be fine. It's disturbing. <laughs> Not allowed. Well, but see, this is this is the thing. This is the thing, Carson, is like, you know, uh, you say that you don't like horror movies and then like we'll watch some horror movies and you're like, yeah, it was okay. It wasn't very yeah. scary. And then you're like, the most terrifying film I've ever seen is Cabaret. It's cabaret. Yeah, that's true. Like, so it's like, it's like, I have a real hard time gauging like if this is going to like, actually scare you or not because i think it's a very visceral film and i think it's a very like intense film um but like you know it's old you know it's older you've a lot of the things that this film started you have seen repeated this is true yeah you know you have gone on and become like tropes so i'm really curious to see if this is something that like actually like scares scares you or if it's just something you find like kind of creepy and disturbing. Yeah, that's true. This is let's be clear. This is we're doing the original Texas Chainsaw Massacre, right? Not the recent yes. Netflix release. OK, Correct. yeah. Good, good, oh, cool. my God. Yes. <laughs> I've heard your opinions on that one. Um, yeah. So, yeah. No, I just never in my life had a desire to watch this one. And I'm a plebeian for that. I know that. But no, you know. that's fair. That's fair. Um, so in that case, Carson, what do you know about the Texas Chainsaw Massacre? I know the dude's name is Leatherface, right? He gets that name. Yes. I, I My guess is that he doesn't come out and say, here I am. I am Leatherface. <laughs> like he, Correct. He, that's just kind of his moniker. And he has that name because his whole thing is that he's wearing like a 
just a sheet of weird, dried, probably human skin on his face. Um, and he's got like a he's like a jacked up hillbilly guy. He's got a big old <laughs> chainsaw and it takes place in Texas. And there's a bunch of wee Texas kids and they probably they're at a place they shouldn't be or they're having coitus in the woods or they're smoking reefer and uh leatherface has to come out and show him what for and he puts a chainsaw right inside him um and this movie is like really graphic in a way that even other slasher films of the time were not right because like this was an x-rated movie in america i know like they didn't want to show this like it was kind of uh it, it was more controversial than even things like Friday the 13th or Halloween. Well, and this is, and this movie, I believe, predates, predates both of them both, a little bit. Yeah. Both of them? Uh, looking right now. Um, let's see. This is 74. Oh, Halloween, yeah. So by a, 78. Yeah, 78. Yeah, and by then, like, okay. Yeah. yeah. Friday the 13th um, is 80. Yeah. So, so this is, because this is a thing, is this is one of those ones similar to like, similar to like Black Christmas, where it's like, they have a lot of the DNA of slashers, um, but the slashers, I mean, like it really is like Carpenter's Halloween being the big box office, like giant fucking landslide of a film that it is, is mm -hmm. really what kind of like cements like the slasher as like a thing. Mm -hmm. um, and so this is kind of like it is a slasher movie, like don't get me wrong, but like it is sort of like operating pre a lot of those um, pre a lot of those like conventions and tropes and stuff like that so it is um but yes it was kind of a bolt from the blue like pretty senseless with its violence pretty like you know pretty not a, a movie about you know a a spooky ghost who possesses somebody and then they kill people because there's a spooky ghost in the house but is instead a movie about what if a fucking psychopath had a chainsaw and killed you and your friends yeah it doesn't sound fun nah yeah that no. sounds bad no i don't want you that know, to happen what if what if that happened Probably would be bad. Yeah, probably. Go out on a limb, you know? Yeah. Um, well, excellent. Well, in that case, is there anything else you know about the Texas Chainsaw Massacre you can think of? I think that anything else I'm thinking of, I think might just be me getting things confused with The Hills Have Eyes. Yes, that's that's a very fair. That's a very fair. So uh, I don't think so, no. Okay, great. Well, in that case, are we ready to move into our little game? I am so ready. Well, in that case, we are going to move into our little game. Uh, we are going to play a favorite of the show uh, this week. We are going to be playing Rotten Tomatoes Price is Right. For those of you at home who maybe don't know, it's pretty much exactly what it sounds like. I've selected three films. Carson and I are going to try to guess the tomato meter score and the closest without going over wins. Best two out of three wins the game. Carson, you ready? I'm ready. And so as always, we are starting with the film we are talking about on the show this week, which this week is The Texas Chainsaw Massacre from 1974. Mm -hmm. I'm going to come out and say strong 85. 85 is I good. Think, yeah, I think it's the classic thing we we run into a lot where it's like it's an older film. It's a genre film. There's probably not a lot of reviews online. There's probably a couple which are negative that just see it as, you know, whatever gratuitous violence or whatever. And that brings it down enough that even as a horror classic, it's probably I bet you not in the 90s. No, I agree. And even I would honestly probably even go a little bit lower because I, I personally think this film is incredible. And, mm -hmm. you know, like really weird comparison to make. But like uh, we talked about this over on Patreon when we were talking about Star Wars, where mm -hmm. I was like, I was like in the binary. Yes, no Rotten Tomatoes, like 
this film should probably be a Wolp 100% if you know anything about like film history and like where mm-hmm. things were at the time. Like this is just one of those movies that should be like, you know, even if it's not your fucking cup of tea, which for most people, it's probably not. Yeah. Anybody with like an understanding of film should probably watch this movie and go, okay, yep, thumbs up. Like yeah. it did its thing. It's fucked up. It's blah, 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 blah. Um, however, I do think that there is probably enough um, like there's probably enough historical reviews from the time that are like per- clutching their pearls. And there's probably also enough um, like weird, like more recent reviews that Rotten Tomatoes sometimes adds where people are like, actually, here's why the Texas Chainsaw Massacre isn't even scary. Yeah. Um, but like, so I'm going to go a little bit lower. I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to say 74. All right. Wow. Damn. Because I think, I think it should be higher than that, but I don't know that it is. All right. All right. I see it. The second film we'll be talking about is the Texas Chainsaw Massacre. From 2003. Oh, fuck. Wait, so the... Oh, no. Ah, shit. Jessica um, Biel? Jessica, Jessica Biel. Jessica yeah. Biel. Uh, uh, fucking Brian Cox, I think, is in that one, right? Really? Is he Leatherface? Yeah. No, no, he's not Leatherface. That'd I'm be like, wild. I'm like like, almost certain he is. Maybe maybe I made that up, but... That would be a really quick back-to-back if he was Leatherface, if he was um, fucking in Red Dragon and then that. Uh, I mean, Brian Cox, scary man. Very. Yeah. Uh, Maybe he's in one of the other ones. I don't fucking know. Maybe I just made that up. I totally thought he was in one of these, but... I have not seen Brian Cox in the 2003. uh, Oh, Caroline. The beginning. Maybe he's in Texas Chainsaw Massacre in the beginning. I don't know. You're thinking of those McDonald's commercials he does the other most terrifying thing i can think of i'm sorry what wait is brian cox not the dad from succession he is he is okay i just made that up for some reason i thought he was in one of the like for some reason i thought he was in one of the um one of the 2000s ones but he's not so ignore me have you all heard the mcdonald's commercials he does no. no. Is he just playing? Is he just playing Logan Roy? He's look, it should on uh, it should be a commercial where he's like, put this in your fat fucking face. And like that's, you know, like that's what the commercial should be. What the commercial is, is it's just Brian Cox's voice, and he's like, Mmm, there's a sandwich. Do you see that sandwich? Go eat the sandwich. But up 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 like it's it's incredibly normal and that's the thing that is so unsettling to me because every time Uh-oh. i hear it i go ah oh, shit is that brian cox like it kind of makes the hairs in the back of my oh. neck stand up a little bit um i'm gonna say texas chainsaw massacre 2003 i don't fucking know i didn't even know this movie existed uh if memory serves it's um bad probably uh 40 i was gonna go even a little lower i was gonna say 30 all right i see it i see it all right. Yeah. Uh, and the final film we will be talking about, there are so many to choose from. There really, truly are. But for the sake of the bit, we will be going with Texas Chainsaw Massacre from 2022. I, I like the way that you pronounced that one because it did make me. There's no the. There's no the. Oh, the article's oh. gone. Oh, 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 oh. The Texas Chainsaw Massacre. The Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Drop Texas the Chainsaw the. Massacre. Drop the the. It's cleaner. It's cleaner. Um, I I thought the bit you were doing was that it was like this is Texas Chainsaw Massacre. This is Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Oh no, Chainsaw Massacre like that. Um, No, no, no. Look, I wouldn't know that the 2022 one existed if y'all hadn't talked about it on a Patreon episode. Honestly, that would have completely escaped my. Oh, and I think I think my roommate watched it too. It's got Elsie Fisher in it, right? It does. Yeah. 
Good yeah. for her. I, I like Good final girl. Here. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. Probably even lower, lower right? Like 20? Oh, I was going to say 20. 20? Um, I know. Uh, I, I, I know it did not get well reviewed. Um, no way. No. I'll go a little higher and I'll say 25. There is some good stuff in it because it's Fetty Alvarez. I think even technically directed it. I think it was like a whole thing where like he was going to, he was just producing it and then... The director uh, David, dropped out. David Blue Garcia directed it. Fetty, Fetty Alvarez is just a producer. Okay, he just produced it. Okay, great. But was yeah. it a was it a Happy Feet one situation? Was it a Dread situation where the producer kind of ended up directing it? You know. Oh, okay. Two, 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 two very similar films. Happy Feet yes. and Dread. Yeah, Happy Feet, Dread, Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Yeah, you know, know. it's a, it's everyone's favorite triple feature. Yeah. Um, <laughs> This gets darker and darker and darker. Um, <laughs> but yeah, okay. Well, in that case, um, I think we are ready to go watch the Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Yes, we are. As ready yeah. as I'll ever be. All right. Well, we'll see you guys in just a minute after we've watched the movie. I'm coming in hot with a classic Carson Betts visual bit. Are you guys ready? It's less of a bit, more just kind of like a thing. But first off, room, room. Here's a chainsaw. Oh, is that it? from your little Ash because figure? Chainsaw. I just got this. It's my Ash action figure. For the audience, I bought an Ash, uh, an Ash action figure from the Evil Dead. It is very. It, I will say specifically, and I didn't notice this when I saw the box, but taking it out of the box, definitely noticed it is Evil Dead, not Evil Dead Two. And oh, I don't yeah. know why I was expecting Evil Dead 2 Ash, but like definitely Evil Dead Ash. He's a little younger in the face. He's got a different well, haircut a little yeah, bit. Yeah, the haircut's kind of more parted in the middle. The Both shotguns, hands. It's the long shotgun. It's not Both like hands the is a very good observation. But, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, no, perhaps the biggest difference between the two. As I saw the chainsaw and I was like, oh, there's got to be an attachment. You can put it. No, there's not. There's not. Oh. But I do have, we got the little tape recorder. Pretty cool. Little very lantern. Cool. Very cool. But yeah, just wanted to show that off. Okay, so Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Here's my take. This was my Letterboxd review, and here it is. I think we've talked about how, as a child, I didn't like scary movies. And even now, I'm not like a scary movie person. Watching Texas Chainsaw Massacre made me realize in like the truest way that I am just not a horror fan like tm 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 and you know i think that's that's fine i think that's okay and i wanted to show off the action the ash action figure to to kind of get into that because it's not that i don't like horror movies because i do really really love some of them it's just that like it's not my genre and i think that that's sure. okay <laughs> So what you're saying is next year for October, we are doing just like no horror movies. No, we should. <laughs> okay. No, okay. I think exposing me to them is still good. And I do love okay, some of them. Great. I'm just like, it's not in the way that like, I love fucking most, I'm a nerd and I love most genres. Like I love fucking sci-fi and fantasy and shit. I just don't. Horror is yeah. not my genre. It's, it's, you know, yeah. it's the same. We, we talk about it too. It's the same as like anime. I love some of them, yes. but it's just not, yes. it's just not my thing. I'm not naturally an anime fan and yeah. that's fine. And that's fine. It's no, okay. that's, 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 that's totally fine. Because yeah. I watched this movie mm -hmm. and the entire time I'm like, wow, like I appreciate the hell out of this. I can see this, you know, clearly this is a movie where it's DNA is in so much 
in so much and i appreciated the hell out of like the filmmaking i was like the craft and like i can tell one that this thing is cheap i can also tell that it took a tremendous amount of time and effort to get right and to make it look and feel like this and those bones oh those bones that must have taken that the the bone room the bone and feather room must have taken forever it's a good room must have taken forever but yeah i was like i appreciate the hell out of this um, and it's just kind of not my thing. I'm like, I, you know, I did not enjoy it, but I also was just like, not my thing. It's That's fine. Totally fair. It's fine. Yeah. I do believe we have a little game to get back. To we do. Yes. Yeah, because I believe do. we have the Rotten Tomato scores of three different films called the Texas Chainsaw Massacre. <laughs> yes, we, we do. do. Sure do. Yes, uh, we well, do. We have, well, one Rotten of them Tomato is just scores. Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Thank you. Respect the dropped article. Yes. Yes. I don't. Um, I don't know why people keep doing that. That is a trend that I have noticed more and more and more recently. And I'm like, why are we doing this? Because it's yeah. cleaner, Caroline. Because it's cleaner. Is I it? don't listen to Justin Timberlake. Nor should you. Good. Good observation. You should well, not. Actually, I take that back. Oh. I take that back. Actually, in terms of when I put headphones in my ears and put on music, I actually <laughs> do listen on to occasion. Justin Timberlake. But in terms of <laughs> advice for my tech startup and or for the titling of my feature films, I do not listen to Justin. Timberland. <laughs> Caroline, he is the man of the woods and you should respect him. <laughs> All I have to say is Mirrors is such a fucking banger, even like 10 years later. It's so mm. unbelievably good. Yeah. Also, All I right. mean, yeah, suit and tie, pretty good. Whatever. Uh, so the game, yeah, so three. What were the... All right, so here we go. The guesses. Um, all right, so we're starting with the OG, uh, the Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Caroline guessed 74. Carson guessed 85. And... Uh-huh. Carson won that round because it clocks in at 88. Damn. Good for nice. Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Good for Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Very good for it. Yeah. I, should I be higher. I don't know. I love that. I agree. I also think I, it should be I, higher. Yeah. Again, unless I understand if you're like me and you're just like, that's not my thing. I don't understand if you see that movie. And in a, and again, in the binary way that Rotten Tomatoes works right. that we talk about all the time, I don't understand. You watch it, you're just like, no, bad. Like, I, I yeah. don't know, whatever. If you're like a film critic, I, whatever, go on. Next one. Next one. Uh, Next 2000, one. 2003, The Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Sure. Caroline guessed 30. Carson guessed 40. And Caroline brings that one home because it clocks in at 37. Damn. I would love to rewatch that one because I remember watching it as a teenager and thinking it was like pretty sick. But like also like looking back, I'm sure it was garbage trash and it was just green color graded and Jessica Biel did a good job. (laughs) I do. After the next one, I do have a question, but go on. I and last uh, and most certainly least. Texas Chainsaw Massacre from 2022. Uh, Caroline guessed 25. Carson guessed 20. And Caroline brings it home. Damn. Texas Chainsaw Massacre clocks in at 31. Let's go, baby. Honestly, I'm glad I won that one. I almost wish we both busted on the on the 2021 film because that is a total conversation for another day because I could literally just sit here and talk for like 20 minutes about why that film is a nightmare, but like not like in a horror movie way nightmare. Oh, what uh, did you say Freddy last Kruger's night? New nightmare. That made it hate, love that movie. Mm. Um, what did we say last? Oh, the woman who's in it isn't even the same actress from. Yeah, that's one. not even, that's not even the Sally. So Carson, Sally, yeah. the girl who gets away at the end. Yeah. She like comes back and they do a whole like, like if if the 2018 Halloween is like a bit of a fumble, but still like, like, 
Like if David Gordon Green fumbles the ball, recovers it, and then like keeps going on and gets like and at least gets a down mm-hmm. with um God, I just gave a football analogy to you. That didn't mean anything to you. Uh, hey, I kind of understand football. Okay. So I- like like if 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 David Gordon Green's 2018 Halloween is him like I'm gonna investigate how this like would impact somebody over their mm-hmm. life and like how it would be traumatic if if he fumbles the ball but then recovers it and so ultimately it's like it's fine. Um, Texas Chainsaw Massacre does the same thing where they bring back Sally Hardesty and she's like almost like Sarah Connor. It's okay. like not the it's not the 2018 Halloween thing where it's like, oh, I've learned how to shoot all these guns and like become this badass because I am terrified that if I don't, that like, that I will be subsumed by this darkness and die. It is, oh, and then I decided it'd be cool to be Sarah Connor with a cowboy hat. And um, the actress who plays Sally in the original film died in 2014. And so they just like, are like, oh, let's do a legacy sequel and let's bring Sally back. But Sally, like, like it's some other boy. It's just like bitch. some like some <sighs> like some actor that they just cast. It's I don't know. Why would you do it? Like, why would you do the legacy sequel and bring back the character if you have to recast it's anyway? They should have um they should have taken old footage of her from the first movie and just CGI'd it into <laughs> just digitally aged her and a hundred percent. But yeah. you know what film does have the original actor who plays Sally? <laughs> the is Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Film, the Texas Chainsaw Massacre from nineteen seventy four. Yes, yes. Um so we I, I need to briefly I don't know. I don't know. How do you even start? Okay, so here's my thing with this movie also is that like the, the there is like zero plot to this movie. There's like correct. not, uh, yeah, there's correct. so little going. I mean, I, so little going on seems dismissive. I, I it's not like, it, it's not like it's trying to have some grand plot to it. It doesn't need to. It is very simple. Just, you know, some kids go out in the middle of nowhere in Texas and they get real fucked up by a gross family. Like that's pretty much, that's yeah, it, but, you know? Yeah, 100%. Um, to that end, by the end of it, I, I was kind of wondering, I'm like, these sequels, what the fuck even are they? Because like more so even than like, I, you know, we talked about it, like Nightmare, Nightmare on Elm Street, I think kind of begs like, oh, you can do more sequels. You can get weirder with Freddy Krueger. You can just do weird bits. Right, Obviously, right, right. Yeah. you can go bigger. I think I kind of agree with John Carpenter that they probably should have just let Halloween lie, but you know, whatever. Yeah. I There's at least some kind of, there's some, there's characters in that film. There's some kind of juice to keeping Michael Myers around. You know, um, Jason, obviously, you just kind of keep him slashing at different groups of kids. You send him to space, you do whatever. Like, Leatherface as a, a very striking design, a very impactful performance, but also not as iconic as those guys i think and also i'm like if you if you change if you change the location in which he operates if you take him out of that that like horrifying house if you kind of like put him in space or in new york city or in whatever like it completely ruins it so i'm like what even what juice is there to this to this franchise that you would do sequels to it like i think this works really well i think part of the kind of incredible you know um the the like sort of the incredible work of this movie is like doing so much of it documentary style like having the beginning do the like this is based on a real thing that happens and then the end of it just kind of ending so abruptly is that it does just feel like i'm not supposed to be watching this this is just this weird snippet of thing i found in the middle of the night and like i don't know it it just does not beg a sequel or a remake no 100 percent. more than any of the other 
slasher films. Well, and yeah. and this has been one, um, maybe even more so than Halloween, mm-hmm. where the sequels have been. And I have not seen, I've not seen any of like the sequels, but I've seen a few of the remakes slash reboots. I've seen the 03 remake. I've seen Texas Chainsaw Massacre, the beginning, like allegedly, like when it came out. Mm-hmm. Um, and I saw the new one earlier this year. But like, from what I understand, the sequels are very, um, like this, as a franchise, this has like one of the least consistent identities ever, because I do know that Texas Chainsaw Massacre 2, also directed by Toe Hooper, is like a horror comedy. It, oh, it's like classified a under parody of yeah. itself. Oh, it's like this movie comes out, which I think is like honestly, like I know a lot of people who really love Texas Chainsaw Massacre too. I mean, um, that makes sense. That's that's I think probably the best choice you can make. Right. Exactly. Yeah. It's almost like well, let's just like go back to the drawing board because like people want more of this, but like we can't. Yeah. I mean, so much of the juice of this film is that like it is so shocking how like casually and quickly Mm -hmm. and with so little pomp and circumstance these like murders happen Mm -hmm. which is so much of like the the terror of it you know i mean like you know you go from your you know you go from your 30s 40s 50s like you know studio horror films where it's like a lot of the juice is you know you open the door and dracula is there and he turns around and dracula looks at you Mm -hmm. and then like he slowly chases you through the castle or like you know you do your your more you know you do your more um uh like your more hammer horrors like your christopher lee stuff where it's like oh and then you get like these long extended sequences of like he's chasing you and it's fast paced and there's blood and it's scary and it's like there's so much going on and it's like it's over the top i mean so much of the fear of this is like the very first kill the reveal of leatherface is a six second sequence it's three shots it's it's, um opens the door looks up like zoom in on leatherface going like like holding up the hammer like yelling for maybe a second and a half and then just like Corey and i were watching it together last night and um and like in unit like in unison with the film i just went thunk yeah it's over it's just yeah oh and he pulls that door like the fucking door the the fact that the door is steel was really scary i don't know like because it's so like it's unexpected it's unnatural it's like it shouldn't be there industrial it's yeah yeah planned out this is casual to Mm -hmm. them and like straight up like that first kill the the shot sequencing and i could be wrong but i don't think that i am Mm -hmm. but it at least feels this way that like the shots of him laying there like in his death throes like twitching to death as he Mm -hmm. leaves out that is longer than the what's behind this door oh my god it's a murderer bam i got Mm -hmm. murdered like so much of it especially the beginning of this film like so much of the juice is wouldn't not wouldn't it be terrifying if like there was a killer mm-hmm. and more just like wouldn't it be fucking scary to die yeah like <laughs> yeah oh yeah no i was thinking isn't exactly being that dead way more fucking like isn't being dead super fucking scary and oh like, like what yeah. if you're just walking and then you're dead now yeah and then just suddenly yeah no th- i was thinking that exact thing when uh, the scene near the end when they're in the dining room and and they're granddad's gonna kill fucking granddad what a oh. what a goofy what a goofy guy granddad is but his cute like, little blood dance his cute little blood i i yeah yeah the blood, blood dance, dance is fun cory and i Corey, had a good time with the blood dance last night. oh probably oh, he sucks on them fingies i okay so let's beginning of this movie let's just kind of 
real quick. So it's a group of kids. They're they're driving in this van. You know, I I think that it's a really wise decision to. I don't know. You start it with obviously the like this is based on a real thing that happened, but well, I don't know. I'm gonna push back there a little. Okay. Bit. I'm gonna push back there a yeah. little bit. It okay. never purports to be real. Okay. It does say the story, like the story you are about to see, is the story of sure. Like, a group of young people who got murdered. Okay. It, 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 and so like semantics. Right. No, but but it's yeah. important semantics. It is yeah, true, important true, semantics true. because like I do think part of the almost like formal experiment of the opening is like we're not going to tell you it's true. Yeah. But everybody jumps to the conclusion of like, oh my god, this is true because like secretly this is something like everybody can see happening for real. Okay. Like if you I read about this in the news, if you read about, if you hear about this like on on the radio or read about this online, you'd be like. Yeah, like that sucks. Like fucking bummer. Like wish that didn't happen, but like I'm not too terribly surprised. And so yeah, the opening does just say like this is the story of like five whatever, like young people who went out into the, you know, the thing it's, and didn't I have it. I have the first part of the crawl. The film which okay. you're about to see is an account of the tragedy which befell a group of five youths. Youths. In particular, Sally Hardesty and her brother Franklin. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Um so, uh, 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 yeah, okay. So that's true. So what you're saying is that it's creepy pasta, and I do agree with that. Yes. Um, <laughs> um, oh my God, Texas Chainsaw Massacre is the OG creepy pasta. <laughs> <laughs> well, and it is part of the thing of it. Like you said, the the, the terror of it is that it's like more. So, I mean, certainly than like Freddy Krueger or Jason because they're like literal monsters. But like even more so than Halloween, I think part of the scare of this movie is you're like. Did this happen? No. Could it? Absolutely. This could happen. Oh yeah. oh, yeah. Like this is just a weird, weird, messed up family that's all fucked up and they're killing people like, yeah, absolutely. That could happen. 90% of the horror in that last 25 minutes is just like, what if this guy touched you? Yeah. Yeah. What if there was a big guy and he had a chainsaw and he was running after you? Like, what if? And yeah, pretty scary. So, OK. And then it, and then you have the you know the news reporting over the very i and that the the kind of collage opening was super effective too i think it's just very good at mm-hmm. sort of just just we're not really suggesting what the plot of this movie is we're not suggesting who the killer is or what you're about to see it's just we're kind of building tension we're just making a scary atmosphere so that you're in the mood for when it all happens later um really pretty shots really good you know kind of scenery that is beautiful but also haunting and terrifying like you know good stuff um and then and it's like oh they're robbing graves scary and then you just get this like van full of like dipshit kids that are just out for a drive and uh they pick up the hitchhiker and they pick up the hitchhiker um and who's wearing a raccoon as a person who is wearing a raccoon as a i i will say also this film what is it there's like a term for it like the disconnect between you are a person who is being an objective observer of things that are happening on the screen as compared to like the characters are fallible humans who are living it and so you have that especially in horror movies where you have that disconnect of like well i wouldn't have gone in that door yeah and like more than any other film i think i was like why did you fucking idiots pick up this man he was like he's wearing a raccoon as a purse he's his shoes are like non-existent he's got blood on his face and he's twitching all over the place like bad choice kids um but also it's the 70s in the sheltered like city like hippie kids who that's true that's true like peace and love like we love everybody and like we hitchhike so like yeah there's a hitchhiker like let's pick him up it's 
taking advantage of their their youthful ignorance. The and, youths. Yeah, and all of the all of the bad decisions they make in this movie do come from the fact where they're like, I think I have a cousin that lived here, maybe one time. I went to this house one time when I was 10. Certainly it's still safe, you know? Yeah. Um, I will say that the performance, that guy, Twitchy Brother Man, I don't know if he ever gets a name. Twitchy um, McGee. Twitchy McGee. Yeah, I do. I feel like I have seen a lot of people do versions of that performance. Yes. Like kind of take notes from that particular sort of thing. And I do think that he's really good. I think that that really works the entire film. That guy's very weird and scary and unsettling. Yeah, um, he is just named Hitchhiker. Just Hitchhiker. All right, cool, 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 Um, Yeah, and like, so that's good. So they get him, he cuts Franklin, they get him out, and then they go to, they go to like the house that their cousin and they're just kind of hanging around. You get, um, I, I will say, I I felt really bad for laughing at it, but you get kind of the plot in the middle where like Franklin feels left out because it's clearly like he's, you know, a, a guy in a wheelchair and he's hanging out with these two couples. And so they keep going off and like having fun and he feels left in the lurch. And he has that scene where he comes in and he gets to the, the one house and he gets really mad. And then he just like turns and wheels and bumps into the door. And I laughed and I felt really bad for laughing, but I laughed really hard at that because the timing of it was very good, like perfect. Yeah. And yeah. I mean, like Corey yeah. and I were talking about this last night while we're watching it is just like, I mean, like it's it's not like a, you know, a hyper original, like, oh, my God, we just cracked the code of cinema. Mm-hmm. But just like just like horror and comedy are always like the yeah. two like are two very closely related genres. And like this film really like it is scary. It's fucking scary. And it's fucked up and it's demented. But like at the same time, like so much of this film is like structured comedically. Yeah. And like so many of the kills have a very, very, very like if you replace the chainsaw with a banana, it would be (laughs) a very funny joke. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like like you could do the same exact like timing and editing cuts and like so many of these things become instantly funny. I laughed a lot at the um the the one the little sequence where Leatherface like has it's terrifying but it is kind of the the rhythm of it is so funny where like he's he's like ah this kid he's like trying to grab the one kid he opens the uh the door to the cooler and she's fucking twitching and and like it's almost as though he's like oh gotta deal with these fucking kids they just keep going everywhere like he's, it's like it it like almost turns into this charlie chaplin bit of like gotta murder this one so i can push up this one in the book and it's it is yeah it's it's there are just a couple of bits that are really funny um, i think it's in, i just want to say really fast i think it's yeah. interesting that you tie that to chaplin because mm-hmm. he is a mute man he doesn't talk he yeah the the horror is the horror and potentially comedy does not come from what he's saying it's purely physical he just kind of yeah. groans and squeals like a pig and yep. it's it's you know pretty he scary really do be doing that yeah he really do he really do <laughs> well and like okay so like that's the thing carson is like you're yeah. like all right let's go through the plot and then it's like they get to the hitchhiker and then yeah and then it's a texas chainsaw massacre i mean there's a little bit more in there like, <laughs> yeah you know, they go to the they go gas to the, station the, the mm. gas station um they get directions they go to the first house it's like abandoned and they're like we can't stay here let's go to the next house and then it is just like leatherface kills the guy leatherface kills the girl mm-hmm. like the the third friend with the with the with the cool little disco stew mm-hmm. like white boy <laughs> disco afro stew yeah like, like walks <laughs> up to the door he gets offed 
Yeah. And like, I mean, I'm being a little reductive there, but that happens in about seven minutes. It's, uh, it's I mean, what yeah, I was thinking was like, this is real quick. They get rid of three of the five kids, like, like, yeah, bam, bam, bam. Yeah. It's really, and then how it's, do we get and, these kids to the house? Yeah. 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 And I mean, like, I, I, I mentioned this earlier when we were talking about like the guy being on the ground twitching, but like so much of the horror of this movie is like, this is what happens when you die. Yeah. As yeah. opposed to like, what if we got that blood pumping because like you had to run away from something that could potentially kill you? Like, instead of like, what if the terror is you running? Because mm-hmm. it is, is it's like, is it's like they sticker up on that meat hook yeah. super easily. There is no fight. It is yeah. not, it is not like, oh my God, there's a meat hook and she's struggling and she's fighting. Yeah. And like, it, there's, there's no will they, won't they about no. like, will they get meat hooked? No. It's like, it's just like, he lifts her up chunk like she's on the hook dangling screaming while he finds the right tool to skin her alive and it's, it's just yeah like, it's yeah. like and it's just that he's a he's a really big man and she's a very small young woman and yep pretty easy to just i i think about this is i don't know this is almost a side thing but i think about this a lot we're like i was watching some this is so like tangential but like i was watching something on youtube and it was a guy talking about boxing and it was a dude talking about fighting and he's like the difference between like street fighting and boxing and he's talking about like the thing about fights especially when they're it's not you know like mma or boxing or like things that are structured in a sport like when two people are like fighting in real life like any fight could end if somebody is willing to just stick their fingers in the other person's eyes and that's end of fight that's done and and it's and you're done the reason that fights go on for any amount of time is that we have this thing in our brain that says like no that's too brutal don't do that like what you want to do is strike something you don't like people when they get their blood pumping they're trying to fight what they want to do is just to strike and to hit and to kind of flail they don't want to win the fight and like i feel i I think about that a lot for some reason and i was thinking about it when i was watching this movie because i was like yeah if you're a dude that has if you're just a you know a, a psychopath and you have no internal sense of like the value of a human life and you're just like i want to kill a person the thing you would do is just meet hook hit done like and it's yeah and it's really scary because it and and of course they have the whole running thread of they talk about the 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 slaughterhouse and the guys talking about how we worked at the slaughterhouse and that's all connected and it's like yeah when you just when the thing just becomes industrial and it's just how do we best dispose of these animals you know it's yeah it's it's very scary i i made the joke to Corey last night but it's also kind of true is i was just like oh so like this film is just this film is just a um <laughs> this film is just a pro-veganism uh <laughs> yo between because uh, i watched raw and then i watched this like back to back and uh-huh. uh let me tell you i have never felt uh weirder about eating meat in my entire life um yeah uh, i texted kenzie this while we were watching texas chainsaw massacre caroline said oh so this movie is like what if humans treated you like livestock and then yeah. she watched raw right after and i wanted mm-hmm. to make sure i had that exact verbatim phrasing yeah just yeah. because i think it's kind of applicable to both yeah no for for real um yeah cannibalism um cannibalism yeah, is scary cannibalism is fucking is really fucking fucking scary scary. yeah and so yeah so they go to yeah then her and her brother are like we got to go find them leatherface chases them gets Mm. the brother r.i.p and then she runs the gas station uh the 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 kindly gentleman there who's gonna help her i was like hell yeah 
turns oh as soon as she got in there i was like oh this guy's no this guy's connected yeah and yeah you get the shots of the meat on the spit really gross Uh meat cooking shots and you just kind of get her putting it oh and then yeah and then it's again it's just the the cat how casual he is about he's just like oh yeah come on we're gonna come on get in the bag we're gonna we're gonna take you and we're gonna murder and eat you come on let's go and uh, yeah, you get. I will say the only thing that I like kind of laughed at where I was like, oh, this movie is limited in this way is the design of the granddad works really well when he's just like a creepy corpse in the attic that she runs into. Um, but when it's like you have to accept that this is a man who is still alive, you're like, oh, yes. OK, that's a little yeah. that's a little a little cheesy. Like it kind of doesn't really work. Um, uh, I do. like. But if you don't think suck. too hard about it, it's no. pretty scary. Also, when he su- sucks suck in the blood, the suck in the blood finger really well, freaked me and, the fuck out. And the thing, too, that like I think about is like this film was originally shot on 16 millimeter. Mm-hmm. So like I do, I can't help but wonder like, you know, like how with modern, you know, like, and I mean, like, obviously, like if you project 16 millimeter on like a film screen, like it, mm-hmm. it, it still looks like, you know, better than when you're yeah. just looking at like a, a negative or whatever. But mm-hmm. I mean, like it was shot on 16. So I bet like, I bet they're looking through it and they're just like, oh no, but it's going to look great. Like, yeah. Look yeah. Fine. And I mean, like for the budget constraints, for the time, like for the everything, Absolutely. like it, 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 it does look fine. But I was um, I think for me, the reason it works is you're never sure he's alive until they stick yeah. their fingers in his mouth. And I'm yeah. like, so I for the you know, the first time I watched it was just like, oh, he's dead. They're just wheeling him around. And yeah. then when he comes to life, even though he looks a little goofy, <laughs> it's still kind of terrifying. Yeah, yeah. And then you still got Bates Motel Graham up in the attic too, uh-huh. which just looks like a prop. Um Yeah. Yeah. Uh yeah, it is, it is very good. It's um, <laughs> also I was thinking, I'm like, man, I, I bet you the vast majority of people that have seen this movie saw it on VHS or on like mm-hmm. SD yeah. television at mid. And if like I'm thinking, look, if I was 10 years or like, you know, whatever, even like 13, 14, 15 years old and this movie and I knew nothing about this movie and it came on at midnight on like a standard definition television. I would lose my mind. I would like absolutely. <laughs> that would be the most, the legitimate, most like scary thing I can think of because both because of the framing of like, oh, this is a thing that happened. But like I do. And it did make me think also about the fact that this movie was so widely banned and so difficult to see. And I don't know. I feel like at the time that probably just gave this thing more juice absolutely. because if like, like, yeah, if you have to go to some like, weird obscure theater to see this thing at midnight and like you're not oh, yeah. supposed to see it like it would just make it scarier i mean it's yeah. the whole like x-rated phenomenon yeah 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 i just like how these things get like canonized um but yeah so okay what do we think about them like they, they're being this like supposed town but it's all run by this like crazy family and they're all in on it together because i mean you sorry go on i just i mean i, I just like I, I that's really just the question that i'm posing yeah Yeah, no, I mean, I, yeah, I mean, I think that, I mean, clearly, not that this movie is like super thematically dense or anything, but I do think that one of the, just one of the ways it works is that like, as you said, these are city kids, like this is about how like, the kind of barren middle part of the of America like it, it it's important that this is in Texas where there's just a lot of open empty space is it's just kind of operating on that it's like this is unknown this is terrifying this is away from society 
um, that the, the the killers are like a family. I don't know. I, yeah. I think it's I think it's kind of I was thinking about the fact that like it's all men was something mm-hmm. I was kind of thinking about, like that it is this is these four dudes that are preying on this one woman. I was yeah. kind of like grappling with because you do you see like grandma, grandma's a corpse like they're keeping her, but they don't talk about her. And I'm like, there's something yeah, they're kind of operating on that. There's like a lot of this kind of weird chauvinism that's happening in that dinner uh, in the dinner scene. Yes. Where they're talking about how grandpa did it best. Like there's this, you know, these kind of like this weird like murderer dick measuring contest that's going on yeah not yeah. you you're just the cook yeah you're just you're, you're just the, the cook. cook yeah, yeah. Oh, it, as we were watching this i was like i want to see this reenacted with the uh succession family oh my god Corey. <laughs> uh, uh but no, i yeah, think and, oh go ahead I was just going to say, I think it works because it's not like they're trying to sell like the dad's the mayor of the town and there's like a thriving local economy. It's a slaughterhouse (laughs) that the brother works at. It's a gas station that the dad runs and then Leatherface is making chairs out of bones. Like, yeah, arm armchair. Good bit. (laughs) Yeah. Chair with arms on it. Good bit. Good bit. No, yeah. And I mean, I, I, I am, I'm inclined to agree. And I just feel like, um, especially because like very similar to the opening where it's just like, um, the, the opening never says this is a true story. Your mind is the one that fills in, that fills in the gaps. Yeah. Like, I do think that there's a bit of commentary there of just like, like America as a country is so like, I mean, like literally from the, the fucking founding, from the fucking westward expansion, from the fucking settling, like mm-hmm. we are so obscenely built on violence and like this culture is so incredibly informed by yeah like dehumanizing other people and killing them for like borderline sport mm-hmm. that like like you can believe that like if you leave people out like if you leave these people out in the remote parts of the country for long enough that it is going to fester and become this thing. And I, th- I do think that the livestock too, especially this film kind of coming out in the seventies, like just like very, very recently after like the civil rights movement. And mm-hmm. so very much like in that era, um, you know, it kind of like, I mean, it is begging that question of just like, well, they're killing these people because they can rationalize in their brain that they're just, that they're no better than livestock. Yeah. And it's just like, when you do get to these questions of like, well, certain people get certain rights for certain reasons. And like certain people are people and other people are like less than that. Like, yeah. you know, and like, we're going to organize our country around that. It's like it does just kind of like get into that like well of course if we have a country built on dehumanization and like you know dividing people up into like this group is people this group is like slightly less than people like of course you're gonna get like a whole little area that purely exists to cannibalize like to cannibalize like our own population our own people yeah that was very smart. Um, also, I did. Yeah, you're welcome. Um, I and, and you kind of said it before, but I was making the observation like I, I'm, you know, even in modern times, I'm kind of I feel like I'm picking up on an aesthetic choice that they're making. But also, I don't know if I'm watching this in the 70s, I might have a different association with it. like the fact that this is the mid 70s. These kids, I feel like they're kind of coded as like hippie. 
Oh yeah, but you know, also, they're, 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 they're hippie-coded. Like, absolutely, AI. but also it's like, this is also like five years after that is the Vogue. They feel kind of like, you know, like holding on to a hippie aesthetic that is maybe no longer like in well, fashion yeah, and no it's, longer it's, there. It's, it's hippie, it's disco. Like, yeah, it's, yeah. It's, it's, it's very like young counterculture queer. Yes. Like, yeah. you know, like the, the, the guy has like, you know, the guy has like, the, the white dude has an afro yeah, and, like yeah, a, yeah. and like a poofy shirt and like you know the they are they're taking care of the person in a wheelchair and like treating mm-hmm. him as like at least as best they can as an equal like, yeah the woman's yeah. wearing not wearing a bra very clearly like it's yeah yeah, yeah. and like the, just i mean you do they don't have to explain it that you do get it's just coded in their appearance that like oh these are yeah, these are city kids, these are hippies, and they're, you know, that being face-to-face with kind of, uh, you can't see it, dear audience, but I'm putting massive air quotes around this, real America, like, is probably, that is part of it, I think, certainly. Yeah, it's like, it's like, it is like that, you know, I mean, it is really dealing in the idea of just, like, you know, you have all of these, like, young idealistic kids who, like, you know, think peace and love and, like, you know, we take care of one another and, like, we pick up hitchhikers because mm-hmm. of what they need. And it's, like, that's, like, I don't think the film ever portrays that as, like, ignorant and stupid and a character flaw, but it is that thing of, like, if you are, like, these hippie kids in the 70s and you think, like, oh, like, you know, everything is peace and love. Like, we love everybody. Like, we're we're we're, we're hip and we're cool with it. If you think that's what America is, yeah. if you think you've solved that, mm-hmm. like, you fucking haven't. Like, yeah. Sorry to, sorry to burst your bubble, kids. Like, you don't deserve to get sunked in the head. Like, this is another one of those yeah. films that, like, Carson, we kind of talked about it on the Halloween yeah, yeah, episode yeah. of, like, of, like, this film is not, like, the film is not righteously judging these characters <laughs> for, like, being peace and love. Like, these, yeah. this film is not righteously judging these characters. I mean, like, you are a dumb idiot. Like, face reality, Snowflake. This film is, like, hey, like, we talk a lot about like this like peace and love thing. We talk a lot mm-hmm. about how like we're all like brothers and sisters, but uh that ain't reality. And that's a tragedy. Yeah. That's a yeah. tragedy. Yeah. It is yeah. a bad thing that yeah. if you embrace this like aesthetic and idea of like, no, we can all just love one another and get along, like that you're gonna get spit up and chewed out by the fact that this country is built on the festering corpse of yeah. like violence. Like it's a big old room full of feathers and bones. But it is yeah. a tragic reality. And like yeah. I think that like I think that is a I think that is a not that anything about Texas Chainsaw Massacre is nuanced, but like that is a <laughs> that is like a not black and white theme of a movie that I think we can understand yeah. and agree with and be like, yeah, that's probably correct. Yeah. Like yeah. it sucks that that's not the case, but like we've got a lot of fucking work to do. Mm-hmm. Like we can't just say that these things are over because we'd like for them to be. There are still big old men wearing wearing faces on their face and they got a chainsaw yeah um yeah chainsaws are so scary yeah chainsaws are fucking terrifying (laughs) like literally just like 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 literally yeah i love my dad my dad is the least violent person i have ever met when i like go to his house and he has to like trim a tree or whatever and he rips out a chainsaw i'm like this is how I die. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's literally my father. He's like, hey, I got to like trim some branches off of this tree. Yeah. Like you want to like 
you want to drink your coffee out back with me while I like do some yard work. Uh-huh. He revs up that chainsaw and I'm like, getting murdered. Yeah, this is it's how it happens. Like probably one of the, the top five people. I, I'll go ahead and say top three people I've ever trusted in my life. Holding a chainsaw, that's how yeah. I die. That's yeah. how I die. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, and that's, I mean, that's kind of the joy of this film is that I do think it's like 10% making a the statement you made about America and 90% it's like, man, chainsaws are scary. Like that's, <laughs> like it's very, that. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. Um, but yeah, good, good movie. And I, I think I, I hope that I've, you know, in, in speaking and listening and talking with y'all, I hope that I've done it justice while also course. expressing the fact that I'm like, oh yeah, this is kind of not my thing. Yeah. It's just not well, my, yeah. we've, we've got to get to the final sequence on the road. Yes, yes, yes. yes. We should and talk like, about that. And, 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 and speaking to the whole like little diatribe I just yeah. went on, I do think it is important yes. that mm-hmm. a black man is who yes. stops to hell. Yes. And, and it's, I, 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 for some reason, I had it like crystal clear in my mind. I was thinking of, I mean, obviously it's a very modern reference, but it opens the door and that guy's in the cockpit and just the look he makes in his face. I thought so clearly about the scene in Nope, where Daniel Kaluuya says Nope, uh-huh. that like, I, I <laughs> that, that this guy is like, I know what this is. I know what this is. And I'm getting out of here. He's like, I know I'm not sticking around. I'm running away from this man. I'm not, you know, um, yeah. And just it's a good sequence because it is just like something I was thinking about is like man a full like 20 minutes of this movie is just is Sally Hardesty running away from that guy with a chainsaw like like a a lot of the movie is just that and it's just well what if we kind of see him doing it like and like to the point where it almost becomes boring but then it kind of your brain kicks back into like, oh man, this is still going. This is kind of scary. Like he he's yeah. not stopping. Like this guy's not just going to be like, eh, I guess I'm putting the chainsaw down. Like, no, he's still coming. And that scene, it does. It also, I think it comes to like the physical comedy of it where it's just like the truck kills the brother dude. Let like it swings around. He's like, oh fuck. And like lets her into the truck. And then they get out the other side and they run around the truck. And then another truck comes up and like it, you could almost play the Benny Hill music over that. <laughs> and it would, it would, would almost work. it would almost work because <laughs> it is, really funny. she takes this really weird circular path away from Leatherface and yeah, it's, it's, it's pretty good. It is scary intense. And then she gets away and, well, and you get that. It yeah. is by far. I mean, like you mentioned, it's like 20 minutes. It is by far the longest. Yeah. And it's like, it sets up this thing in the beginning where it's like, I mean, literally with that first kill, it's, mm-hmm. it's, What's behind this door? Scary pig man. Thunk. Yeah, yeah, and done. That quick. It's like yeah. if you encounter Leatherface, like you're, you're, you're gone. You're done. You're gone. Yeah. yeah he's- so like the fact that this, that the final sequence goes on so long is, I think, why it's so effective because you just like, you're just like, is she gonna get fucking got? Like he's got yeah. everybody else so easily and yeah. so the fact that she's getting away like is is good news but also mm-hmm. like like it's got to happen at any second. Now, but also, right? yeah. I know she's any not supposed time. to get away. Yeah. Right, right, exactly. So like it's 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 good final sequence. That final shot of her mm-hmm. in the in the in the truck just screaming is another one of those things where it's just like it it just goes on for a little bit too long. It I I thought I like thought not too- like not like in a bad way, not in a bad way. Of no, like, no, 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 like, I agree. Yeah. yeah. Like, it goes on it goes on for just long enough that it's like it's like it's like, it's disturbing because of what it is. And then like you keep watching it and you're like, yeah. okay, like this movie's over now. And then it goes on for a couple more seconds and yeah. you're like, you're like, oh my God, I guess he would Sc- you would not yeah. stop screaming. Forever. Yeah. Yeah. You yeah, after 
seeing the pig man chop your friends up with a chainsaw. Laugh, yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. Like, it, and then it just, and then it ends if you will. really. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Correct. And, uh, and then it just ends abruptly. I did. I also thought I'm like, Oh, this is, I do feel like another Jordan Peele reference. Cause he's the fucking man. But like, I do feel like the last scene in get out is a very direct reference. It is an oh, inversion. Absolutely, a very long absolutely an inversion. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Multiple people, like a black man in a truck, and obviously, Get Out is using that setup to do a very different thing. But right, but yeah, it's, but yeah, yeah, that's. I mean, we, we when we talked about No, could have done it in the woods. Could have done the same exact thing in the woods. Yeah, exactly. And like, I mean, because Jordan Peele wears his influences on his sleeve in a really interesting way i think but like yeah it's and then you get the you get the shot of just which i feel like i've definitely seen before of like leatherface just kind of whipping the chainsaw around Corey's just like out of the film i you know it's a good one I, it's and i think it's interesting that the sort of like the in my eyes at least like the iconic shot mm-hmm. of leatherface is the last thing you see in the movie it's not yeah. A kill. It's not like mid kill. It's not yeah. leading up to like any of the big kills. It's just him sort of dancing around with the chainsaw and a really. I think that's really fascinating. And, and also, like there aren't a lot of shots of Leatherface that are focused on him. Like he's most, a very small part of. Yeah, it's it's yeah for being the like iconic villain. This is kind of what I was saying before for like being the you know fucking whatever villain. Like he is the like slasher. He's the most designed element of this movie. Yeah. He is in it less than one would expect. Expect. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Like, and so many of the shots of him are him in the background or they're focused on the person he's killing or like, I mean, you get the whole, like all the scenes in the dinner are like, he, it's really fascinating because he, because you have the, you know, his, the, the kind of dynamic with the rest of the family that like Leatherface becomes the most the least scary member of the family briefly, like because uh-huh. he's so cowed by the father um, and the brother, like, yeah. And and so you get that last scene of Leatherface and I imagine it sticks in people's minds. One, because it's just, it's visually interesting, but also because it's, it's the most, it's the longest sequence of just focused on this character that you've gotten in the entire movie. Yeah. 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 And uh, yeah, she gets away and it ends abruptly and everybody uh, poops their pants. I yeah. did. Yeah, it's you know. uh, I owe Carolina couch. <laughs> yeah, very yeah, awkward situation. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, so good. I think that's I think that's probably it, right? I think that's it. Yeah. She's a massacre. Yeah, yeah. that's Turner classic movies. Absolutely. Um, <laughs> get fucked. Texas classic massacre. <laughs> a classic Texas Turner massacre. chainsaw movies. Oh, y'all! I'm like working on some ads for this episode as mm-hmm. we're talking, and I there are just quotes on quotes on quotes. Hell yes! Nice. Oh, <sighs> do they ever for Halloween? They should do a night where it's TCM on TCM. Yeah, you could imagine. <laughs> yeah. They turn class movies absolutely could do that. Absolutely. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. And um and um they could have uh Ben do it, and he could be Texas Chainsaw Mankowitz. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> Ben Texas Chainsaw Mankowitz. Texas Chainsaw Mankowitz. What about... Does he still do that? Is he still alive? He's still alive. I haven't... I mean, probably. He wasn't that old. I have not watched Turner Classic Movies in, like, just uninterrupted in many years. Um, I don't know. Probably, right? That's the kind of... 55. Yeah, it's the kind of gig that you probably just kind of keep doing, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I don't think anybody becomes so, like, announcing which movies are coming out on tcm job is just really getting to me so tiring um yeah what about 
<laughs> turn a classic mank did they ever do turn a classic mank that's what i'm talking about yeah uh, but, but i'm saying ben mankowitz of the mankowitz i know but i'm saying they should they should play mank <laughs> they should not that's a bad movie um I, I'm just a, chainsaw wait oh my god he's in mank isn't he yeah he is in mank yeah sorry yeah i why why is i don't know why i've had this discussion with multiple people this is so off fucking topic i don't know why that like mank is the movie that like i'm still not over how bad it is like yeah i don't know why that's the one that sticks in my head i think mostly just because it's called mank and that's a really funny name <laughs> Isn't it mank exclamation point <laughs> i don't think it is but it really okay. should be I, I think the movie would be 10 percent better if it was called mank with an exclamation point <laughs> It's, uh, they should rename Citizen Kane to Citizen Kane. They should. <laughs> okay, we're done. End of episode. Corey, uh, tell thank you all so so much for listening. Uh, oh, this you fucking bullshit. If you like what you hear, please be sure. Sorry. <laughs> no, keep it all in. Say <laughs> it, baby. I don't know cut why. This, after... Cut this. Cut this point out in audacity and just like raise the volume twenty. <laughs> uh, twenty times. Uh, all right. If you like what you hear, please be sure to like us and subscribe wherever you stream your podcasts. Leaving a review would also really help out the visibility of the show. Follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok, all at HHYNSPod. Follow us on Letterboxd. Uh, our individual accounts, Carson is at Fun Movie Zone. Caroline is at CK Cinema, and I am at Corey Reagan. Uh, special thank you to our patrons. If you would like a shout out on the show and bonus content, head over to our Patreon, patreon.com slash HHYNS pod. Yeah, just a quick plug for Patreon really quickly, because we are doing some super fun stuff over there. We just did, Carson yeah. and I just did our Halloween 2018 episode, which if you know anything about me turned into a yeah. Halloween 1978 Halloween 2018 <laughs> Halloween kills 2021 episode. Um, Evil a little bit of H2O tonight. talk in there too. Just a little That's bit of H2O. a touch, talk. yeah. Um, so that was a really fun episode to record. And I mean, like we've, re we referenced it on this episode. I'm sure we'll probably reference it on several oh. October episodes, uh, as well, because it's Halloween. We, yeah. movie Halloween. We did <laughs> Halloween and Blade Runner 2049 and Corey was not available to record with us. And I texted him afterwards. Corey, you'll be so proud. We were like, so on topic <laughs> both episodes it was like really like we had substantive discussions about the movies we were talking about was, there's not a prouder producer in the world oh lord so if you guys are able to support us over on patreon i we would all very 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 much appreciate that absolutely um, we're, we're having a very good time and i hope you guys will too Caroline, what's next? So what, what fresh horror will you deliver upon me next week? It's Halloween and uh, kind of. So I think it's fun because uh, Texas Chainsaw is in that like Halloween, Black Christmas era. Like I kind of consider everything pre Friday the 13th to be like a proto slasher. Friday the 13th is kind of, I mean, Halloween is when like the slasher genre is like born and but it is like the final proto slasher. It's kind of yeah. like, this has never been done before. We plant the flag and 
like now it's a genre and Friday the 13th is kind of the first big franchise that's like oh we're doing that thing like we know there are genre conventions now we're doing the mm. genre so in the way that TCM is kind of like one of the great proto slashers we're going next week to one of the I guess you could almost call it a post slasher one of the first great post slashers we're doing Wes Craven's Scream ah, which screaming. is I think Carson, yeah. I mean, if this podcast is any indication, I think Scream is the film you're going to vibe with a lot. <laughs> Hard. It's funny. It's about movies. Okay. It's kind of too smart for its own good. <laughs> what you're saying is that it's annoying just like I am. No, it is, <laughs> it is wonderful just like No, you it's are. annoying Thanks. just like we are. Oh, wow. <laughs> okay. See you next time, everyone. <laughs>